Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casual and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Welcome in. It's another episode of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. You can find him on Twitter at Ryan Bershinger. A little bit of different format for this week's episode, getting you set for the divisional playoffs. Those are coming up this week. But what we're going to do today is Mike and I are actually going to look back at what happened on the wildcard weekend. And now you're probably wondering, why am I talking like this? Well, these are parts of a show that Mike and I did Tuesday night on Fox Sports Radio as I sat in for Jason Smith on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Mike and I touched on a variety of topics in the NFL, plus the top 10 players for the 2023 fantasy season, according to one Mike Harmon. So you're going to get all of that and so much more in this podcast right here, right now on I Want Your Flex. Enjoy. So Dan, we are into the divisional week. All of the fun and excitement that will come down. Last night, Smith and I were on air watching in horror the Cowboys and Buccaneers getting after it. You know, the wishing, wanting, hoping for one more good game or good-ish game to Mm -hmm. end Super Wild Card Weekend, as I called it, Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, that it uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, We didn't get it. Brady with the early interception, and those that had over tickets are still cursing Mike Evans 
and you know a day later for the drop late in that game uh and of course Brett Meyer uh, and all the running jokes about kicking that come on through but it was an exciting six games you know Saturday Sunday and then ending with the Monday night football which launches into a huge they're up against the Cowboys. They hate the Cowboys. Look, they're going to have two fewer days than the 49ers off. Get over it. Somebody had to play on Monday night. Either that or go back and fight with the league about dollars and cents, give up some money, uh, and you might be able to get that Monday night back away from the broadcast partner. Enough said there. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. It's like this is what was agreed to. This is what the monies are. And everybody agrees, hey, a standalone game on Monday night is good for business. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah, this is the the tricky part, I think, is travel a little bit, don't you? With like the Cowboys having to go on the road and then end up going the other, you know, to the opposite coast. Don't you think that maybe that's an issue? Yeah, just slightly, though. I mean, in the end, you know, you're you're not going to, it's not like you're setting up shop here for days on end, Dan. True, true. Right. I mean, you're you're flying in for a, for a business trip, so yeah, it condenses things a little bit, but I I don't know that it's that that prohibitive, right? It's not a hey Sunday you got to come back and play on a Thursday. It, it is <laughs> true, right? True. I mean, no, I mean not not to be glib about it, but it it is. It, it's the schedule is what it is, right? I mean, it's. I, I what, yes. should, we, should we have it next Monday instead? I mean, in the end, the fact that it's you know it's divisional Saturday and divisional Sunday, you know, I'd like to have some semblance of of a life that I can chase my kids around and not chain them to a chair to watch football all day. But that, that I mean, that's a choice they made by being my kids. What can I say? They chose to come into this world. Uh, obviously, I kid, but it's the the. I guess the anger of it and all the thought pieces on it is like someone draws the short straw, I guess. And it's yeah. just, it just this year, it happens to be the Cowboys playing on Monday night. Why? Cause they're a massive draw, right? And when you, you sort it out, here's who's got the, the assignments and, and here's what makes for the most compelling game, the glory of the nationwide and global brand. That is the Cowboys against the global brand. That is Tom Brady. They did it correctly by having the number one seeds play on Saturday, right? Like, I feel like that is starting to be the status quo of everything. And yes. Sunday's schedule, Mike, is, is just you salivate over the whole thing. Like, it is like Sunday is going to be amazing. But to your point, you said something of like, do you play it on Monday night? I, I don't know. You know, they felt it was good enough to have it in the wild card weekend. You know, are they saying that it's, you know, now we're into the next round that it's too important? I, I don't. I think you're right in the whole grand scheme of things that the Cowboys fans really don't have anything to to gripe about. But they were put in the Monday night game, I think, because they are the Cowboys. Sure. And that sort of thing of going against Tom Brady, and now here's a situation where it works against them. I don't think that the extra day of the 49ers is is that you know big of a deal. But there's also the lack of travel. Um, it is a bit of the. You and I always talk about the fairness of the NFL and how they try to make everything so fair. And sometimes when you do that, you bend over backwards and then you miss a couple of things and then it's maybe completely one-sided. I don't know if it's that far with this, but I do think that there is an obvious advantage for San Francisco. And, it, and that's obviously what's got people up in arms. About. Yeah, I think the biggest part of it is the the quick recovery. I mean, look, at this point, everybody's banged up. We stipulate to that. 
But you had a number of Cowboys players, especially on the defensive side, leave the game for various, at various points. Right, Micah Parsons was back and still doing his video game like spin moves at the end. So whatever was yeah. ailing him at halftime, he was just fine. Uh, but others had left. And I know uh, on the defensive line, Armstrong had been down on the ground and you had a little bit in the back defensive backfield. Obviously, we were on air. So trying to ascertain what was being uh, given on the broadcast, we were doing our best. Uh, through our team here in the studios and obviously social media to keep up. Didn't seem like there was anything too egregious. Uh, we got good news on Russell Gage. I right? took to social media to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'll, I'll be better. Um, thanks for all the love and support and, and paraphrasing, of course. But that was a scary moment. And one of those, when we talk about fairness, safety, all those things, those concerns that come up, somehow that didn't draw a flag, Dan. <laughs> Oh. Forearm shiver to the back of the neck slash head area. It's, hey. it's the NFL, you know. It's if it, it was that, if it was Joey Bosa, you know, it would have been you know thirty yard penalty, right? Well, and, too and soon, that, Dan. Hey, he's going to have <laughs> how many pink envelopes is he going to have yeah. to give? Do they just supersize it once you get into multiple fines, where you've got to um, give one of those game show checks like Drew Carey is going to hand it to you? Maybe it's end of season. Maybe he gets away with it because it's not an actual like in season. Now their season is actually over, Ooh. so it's not as maybe there's a loophole that Joey Bosa you know knew about that we don't know about. But. I kind of dug how all the other uh, former Buckeyes were coming out and being like, ah, I just don't I think he likes Ohio State. <laughs> Mike, I know Michael Thomas was one of the one of the guys there that maybe there's there you can always find something. Garrett with, Wilson, uh, like there were other guys, yeah, that, like yeah. Yep. Okay, we we then someone went and super sleuthed it and found out that uh, that official was from Michigan. We also did find out that uh, was it Rolstead that was on the call last night. Uh, he is now nine and zero against uh, Cowboys opponents when officiating their games. How about R- that? Wait a sec, say that again. The so opponent that the Cowboys win every time the guy referees. Oh, okay, all right. Cowboys he is nine and zero against Cowboys opponents. <laughs> I thought it was odd when he ran out with that Tony Dorsett jersey. It and, did, it did, it you know. That, yeah, that did, that did. I, I, you know, we we joke about this. We joke about the Bosa comments. It was a, a pretty good week of football that exceeded my expectations because I didn't think it was going to be garbage. And the only good game that I actually thought we were going to have was the one on Monday night that ended up not being the good game. And I mean, Chargers Jaguars, whatever. I mean, the just the theater of it. Seahawks were leading at halftime, right? Dolphins gave the Bills, you know, everything that they could. And then, you you know, you had what you had in, in Cincinnati. I mean, and Giants-Vikings was was entertaining. And you were just waiting for maybe Kirk Cousins to do that. So, like, it was five. It was really five out of six. Like, even the Seahawks-Niners game, which was so one-sided in the second half, it was like perfect football by the 49ers. So you could just sit there and kind of amaze, you know, like in amazement in that way. Sometimes when Tiger Woods is running away with a golf tournament, you just sit there and watch it because it's just, you know, pretty to watch and as a Seahawks fan you're feeling helpless but you know five out of six for a weekend that I thought was going to be dogs you know just you know bad games maybe one or two good games maybe Jacksonville and, and the Chargers would, would be somewhat entertaining yeah I thought I, I think that the NFL came out pretty good this past oh weekend. no they're feeling really chesty about about how things went down the Baltimore Cincinnati game still I I scratched uh, my head quite a bit on some of the decisions I, I thought it was curious that they they went out of their way to uh, to take down uh, Huntley uh, and say, no, nah, he screwed that up. 
That was not. <laughs> that was all not. Hey, he was trying to make a play and and you know it, it got knocked away. No, no, no. He was supposed to go low. He screwed that up. That was that was a perfect call. We had the perfect setup, uh, and he screwed it up. But uh, the first five games all went over uh, the Vegas totals, and then last night's was under by uh, well point five, Dan. Oh, so close. <laughs> and it was it wasn't it the year of the under. Yeah, it was. It was. So I was curious. I I think the the algorithms and all the metrics finally pushed it down enough to where uh, we came out the other side. You know, I'm curious, your Seattle, San Francisco, I know you were on Red Zone Radio uh, Sunday afternoon, but at halftime, and even as the game got towards the end, they go, boy, that DK Metcalf, he's really good when he just wants to play football. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was a Saturday game, Mike. So I didn't have to worry about the show and watch. Right, it, but no, but I mean, you would have yeah. already broken it down. I guess was my point on red zone. On yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, on Sunday, but because the Vikings were Vikinging, as you know, as we like to say, <laughs> and, the, and and Daniel Jones was becoming a superstar before our eyes. We sure. focused a, a lot on that, but it's you know, it's it was like even the first half, like the the first half of the game, and this is. This is what the NFL wants. Mike, I didn't like seven seeds getting in. I'm still not sure that I'm a fan of it, but at least when you see what the Dolphins were able to put together, maybe the NFL can can you know hang their hat on that or do what the Seahawks did in the first half. I still don't think that they're strong arguments to have the, the seven seed except to add excitement at the end of the season and if you have to pay for that debt in the in the super wild card round then so be it but we didn't have to pay for it in the super wild card round because again the Seahawks are up 17 to 16 and yeah to your point you know when DK Metcalf is 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 on his game and focused on football yeah he could be quite a beast it's too bad he can't play defense and tackle anybody. No, that's it. That's, I was waiting that for him would to go help. Iron Man in the secondary <laughs> after a while, particularly on the uh, the jailbreak opportunities that San Francisco uh, had in that second half. Just amazing stuff. Uh, with Dan Beyer, uh, I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Radio. Last one with the, uh, the Miami-Buffalo game, as you alluded to. Uh, 34-31, your final. Skylar Thompson, I – I don't think the numbers did him any favors uh, in the first half because everybody went box score reading. Think about if uh, a couple of those balls are caught. It is mm-hmm. suddenly an entirely different uh, different line there. Um, Frostberg's all excited. He wanted to get uh, a little Ace Ventura going and have Dan Marino uh, show up into the mix as well. So, uh, But uh, a fun weekend. I, I'll, I'll take the, the penalty if uh, a seven seed goes out and gets waxed. Uh, in the uh, first first round, right in that super wild card weekend, that's fine. If it means that for the final four weeks you have a handful of teams not going towards the how do we get more uh, closer to the top of the draft and actually play for that seven seed and have to make that decision, uh, I'm all good with it. It is. It's it's a price you have to pay. Like no such thing as a free lunch. You know, the old saying goes, and I think that's exactly what you have with the national football league there. There was excitement at the end. Look at week 18. I mean, you had the Steelers and Patriots and, and dolphins all vying for that spot and that, to get into the postseason. Look at what we had on Sunday night football, Packers and lions and Seahawks. If there is no seven seed, then there is no drama for those games. You know, like there is, that's right. There is I need not chaos lot. down the stretch. Yeah. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was an easy debt to pay and, Good thing is, is they uh, they forgave our debt by giving us at least pretty decent two seven matchups this past weekend.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Only eight more teams remain, Dan. It's the uh, Elite Eight in the National Football League, and this is this is where it gets good. I The Sunday doubleheader is just so salivating. I don't know if we're going to get... Great games. I, I don't know what the Cowboys will have against San Francisco. We're going to find out. But that doubleheader of Bengals-Bills and Cowboys-49ers is so good. Not to diminish what what Saturday brings us, but I'm sorry. Saturday just pales in comparison to what, we, what we're going to get in the games on Sunday. You leave Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars alone. How dare you? What is it with all these rematches, by the way? No, that's just it. It's really worked out very strangely this year, hasn't it? Yes, yes. And the like, fact that we still have three NFC East teams alive. All these years, we've mocked them for their mediocrity, and, well, here they are. 
Cowboys and Niners didn't play this year. Um, and obviously, you know what happened with Bills and Bengals. But you've got the Jaguars and Chiefs. And obviously, as you mentioned, the, the NFC East or the Eagles and Giants. And the third time they've met. Although, week seven, uh, week 18, excuse me, caught myself. Probably not the real test, no. considering what was what was at stake. 100%. But still, I, I still think we're going to get a good game in that one. All right. Current Lions, Kansas City favored by eight at home. Over-under sitting at a robust 53 for that one, Dan Byer. Uh, Giants, Philadelphia, Philly, seven and a half point home favorite, 48 and a half. Cincy, Buffalo, 48's the total. Buffalo, a five point favorite. And then Dallas, San Francisco. This is one you already saw a little bit of movement on this one. Opened at four, down to three and a half. San Francisco, the home favorite, 46 and a half is your total. And the curiosity, obviously, in that game all comes down to what can Micah Parsons and that defensive front do to slop down, slow down, slop it up, and make uh, Brock Purdy look human? He, he looked really good against Seattle. But again, Seattle doesn't have anything defensively to, to stop you or to even show any what, resistance what's, whatsoever. What's funny, though, Dan, is he, he'd been so efficient in his first starts. The first half, he was, quote, shaky. Yeah. By yeah. by a lot of people's estimation. Like, yeah. okay, so they're not dominating and they haven't run away and hidden at this point, but it's not like he's throwing the ball directly in the arms of the opposition here. The right? word moxie came That's to mind. You know, we know from That's a good old school term right yes. there. Yes. And I felt that the Seinfeld, you know, call back to even Seinfeld. I felt that Brock Purdy showed a lot of moxie. There was there was more it factor that we hear so much about, I think, in this game because he had an opportunity. Now, a couple of times he actually put himself in harm's way, which against better teams you're not going to be allowed to do. But I do think that the game on Saturday showed that there is maybe another gear for him. I don't know if it's another level, Mike. I'm not sure if we're to that point yet, but at least that there was another gear for Brock Purdy to perform and for as much as I didn't want to jump on the bandwagon and I'm not jumping on the bandwagon you just have to give credit where credit was due and he was just really really good you know especially in that second half against Seattle on Saturday and now the question is do you can you carry it on and carry that momentum and can Dallas do anything about it and I, I just hearing the numbers that you said I just really like San Francisco they're just they're so freaking good and I feel like I was the one holding off on wanting to to give them their flowers and and wanted to wait and see more and I just think now it comes to the point where it's a if Purdy plays like that I mean it's darn near undeniable on how good they are. Well, what's been funny, right, is the Brock Purdy love, as some would describe it, you know, and while talking about the system and personnel of San Francisco. Folks that have fallen all over him were the same as they were winning that hated Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, still won. Maybe it wasn't as pretty, I guess, mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of it. He also wasn't playing with Christian McCaffrey for a good chunk of, of his time yeah. this year, right? You give me that guy and he's healthy, and we'll talk uh, fantasy top 10 for 2023 because I'm convinced I'm buying back in. I'm, I'm rebuying my shares, even though they're at a higher price uh, at this point on the McCaffrey bandwagon. 
but it's it just it's always been dismissed the quarterback there because of everything in the system. And now Brock Purdy is like, no, 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 this guy is a whole different thing. I, like, well, they they won. I I for, I'm right there with you with McCaffrey. I agree. I don't think I gave him enough credit. The phys- the, the the way that he is physical. I think that maybe we just weren't exposed to it a lot in Carolina because we just thought he's catching passes out of the backfield or running up the seams and they're hitting them and he's scoring touchdowns that way. But when he's needed to get tough yards, he's been very physical. He's also been very patient at times in trying to find holes. And instead of a two or three yard gain, it ends up six, seven, eight or nine yards. That's what happened against Seattle. I am mm-hmm. right there in lockstep with you. Let me ask you this about Brock Purdy. And I trust me, I know I'm going to regret it as soon as I say it, but I think that it is, it's a legitimate question. And it goes to the point that you started uh, in the first part of the show, podcast, foxsportsradio.com. The question is, if you were the San Francisco 49ers and someone offered you a first-round pick for Brock Purdy, would you accept that deal? As of now, he's my starting quarterback next year and going forward at no money. I know. Right? Like, And, and this, this is something I argue with Smith a lot about and anybody that in my sphere, right, the friends of, of kids on Madeline's soccer squad or people are, are, that I run into that, that want to talk football – they keep talking, what about Trey Lance? Look at what they gave up to get, get get Trey Lance. Like, yeah, that's the past. Trey Lance has played one year of football, and I'm sorry for him, and I hope it works out somewhere. And maybe he's he's in San Francisco because they have the luxury of two quarterbacks that they don't have to pay anything to, really, on a grand scale for a couple more years. But the reality is you've found a guy that looks like the guy, and he costs you nothing. So I'm not giving him up for a pick, for what, another ticket? And if Trey Lance can't play, what's your backup? Jimmy Garoppolo again for as long as he's healthy? Because there's going to be other teams looking to kick the tires on him, right, with the the number of teams in need of a quarterback. I would I would say this, Mike. I think I, – I, and this isn't, this isn't shocking. I think that the way that Brock Purdy has played, to your point, he would have to keep the job – over Trey Lance if this continues. But if you're one of the other 31 teams that are looking for a quarterback, I think Trey Lance is more of the apple of your eye. Because I don't think that Purdy translates as well to the other teams as he does for the 49ers. I mean, this is, you know, this is match made in heaven sort of stuff. And maybe that's not giving Brock Purdy enough credit, but... I, I just right now he seems to do whatever the 49ers want him to do, and I don't know if you can do that. I, I, I don't know if you put Brock Purdy in a Jets uniform and all of a sudden the Jets are, you know, this this juggernaut to bring up Jason's team. Like there's, I don't I don't I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I don't see like this change happening. So it's interesting because I don't think teams would give up a first round pick for Brock Purdy. But to your point, if they did offer him it's probably not enough for what San Francisco values him as to them. Right, then, that, that's to their squad. Yes, that, that's yes, the, that's to the your brilliant. point. Yeah, it goes back to the, you know, fit the suit. I, I make, you know, those uh, allusions to the fun and exciting world of the Brady Bunch Yep. from all those years ago. Johnny Bravo fits the offense and gives you more athleticism than Garoppolo does. And we don't know what Trey Lance could be and the only real long – 
opportunity we got to see him was in that miserable weather conditions in Chicago. Yeah. Which does, this, isn't fair to anything. No, this and this is like like the the Trey Lance pick is it's on a bunch of different levels, Mike, and I don't think that we talk about those levels because John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done such a good job in constructing this team. But the the levels of Trey Lance taking over for Jimmy Garoppolo now are like, okay, to your point, you're paying him uh, not a lot of money. Um, you're paying him on a rookie deal, even though he was the third overall pick. You want him to get accustomed. And there are things that he can do that other quarterbacks can't do. But there's also the value of drafting Trey Lance where you did and when you did that eight years from now or six years from now, if he's your starting quarterback, which should be the plan if you're taking him third overall, then you're not going to have all these pieces there. Trent Williams is going to be out of the NFL retired. George Kittle's not going to be playing anymore. Uh, you know, maybe Debo Samuel's lost a step. Christian McCaffrey has gone the way of the running back. Like, you have all these pieces there right now to make it work. And you're like, okay, do we go through these do we go through these growing pains with Trey Lance? And luckily now with Brock Purdy, you, you're really not having any growing pains. But Trey Lance is also there because of his skill set that you think that he can develop, that he can he can close the gap on some of your deficiencies, whether it be on the offensive line, whether it be in the running game because he can run, whether it be, you know, maybe not having a target out there like Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Like that's like the long-term play of Trey Lance is he's – you know, a multifaceted quarterback that can do a lot of different things. The problem right now is you have this Super Bowl contender, you know, and a team that very no one would be shocked if the 49ers are lifting the Lombardi in three no, or four weeks. Absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, so there's there's just so many levels to this is Trey Lance wasn't just the guy to bring him over the top this year. Trey Lance was drafted also to be the guy, as I said, six or seven years from now when all these pieces aren't there to still keep the 49ers competitive and as a playoff team and in that hunt for a Super Bowl. Well, and in, to some degree, a developmental guy, right, based yeah. on the fact that he hadn't played a lot of football, but, you know, not even before the injury, or I should say, before the, he even got hurt this year. Like, still the plan was they're a good roster, and then they got aggressive. They bring in McCaffrey. You know, we, you and I are, are big fans of the the Wilson part. I, I like Mostert as well. I think you did too. Yeah. So, like, I like the way those two guys operate, but McCaffrey went healthy. We we know what an elite level guy he is, and, and clearly George Kittle has become Purdy's best friend. Uh, add Eli Mitchell back to the mix, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I've got a party and an offensive line that's going to make that, that thing work. Right, they're up there tall enough to uh, spin the disco ball. Uh, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. I, th- I think I'd close it, you know, going back to the guy that's still there, right, supposedly practicing and may be available at some point in the playoffs is Jimmy Garoppolo. And as well as he and Kyle Shanahan have had their relationship, we know the win-loss percentage, all of that stuff, you're, you're not taking the foot off the gas, right? How many teammates have stepped forward to talk about Purdy and what he means to making this thing run? Yeah, you're, you're right. There's... So you're not changing that midstream going, all right, we're playing well. Like, there's no, there's no short hook here. Like, he would have to get absolutely overrun and look like Zach Wilson. Remember, gosh, was it um, when the Colts had uh, Jacoby Brissett and they were offered 
you know, a second round pick for him or whatever. Chris Ballard's like, there's, there's no way I'm trading Jacoby Brissett. Not going to happen. Then you look back at it and see like what actually, you know, developed there. You're like, all right, that probably should have been a deal you did. You know, like, what, what do I keep saying yeah. though, Dan Ballard, you can build the rest of my team. Someone else is doing the quarterback <laughs> in Baltimore. <laughs> I, I like the talented guys that they brought in. It hasn't worked out. So, you know, front office, you get to pick everything else. We're, we're going to pick the wide receivers with somebody else that you hire for the staff. <laughs> you know, there's there's the lightning in the bottle aspect as well. And as just as I said, whether the Niners love Trey Lance and for the future, you know, there's no guarantee that Brock Purdy is closing those gaps if he's your guy, you know, five 100%. or six years down the line. As Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NC. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We talk about fantasy football 2023, Dan Byer. And the way it goes, you know, we, we still see a lot of running backs taken, but I, th- I think we were, we're seeing a, a bit of a shift 
more and more towards wide receivers. And every year, at least the last three, it's been the, this guy's going to fall off the cliff, right? Too many hits, too many targets, whatever. And that's denying Travis Kelsey his rightful place among the leaders. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. I was so low on Travis Kelsey this heading into the season because his usage was down from the year before. And I thought the absence of Tyreek Hill would would even hurt that and thought maybe the Chiefs were even looking on doing something different. I could not have been more wrong. One of my one of my worst fantasy predictions outside of telling me to bench Joe Mixon when he went off for fifty one. That's a whole other story. And there's context, so don't take That was it. also the only yeah. time he ran the ball effectively all year. <laughs> it did. They were I fourth from the bottom in rushing. So anybody that tells you about what a great balanced team they've been Hold on now. Yes, and I did tell you to bench him later on in the season, and that one worked out. But, yeah, Kelsey is just, I mean, just an absolute beast at that tight end position. And it it, it reminds me, Mike, of the Mike Piazza fantasy baseball days Ooh. when no one, you know, there was no catcher that was close to what Mike Piazza would bring to the table. And so Mike Piazza was going first or, you know, in first rounds of drafts because of his value and because of what was at that other position. Positional scarcity being a very real thing. There's no question about it. You look at Travis Kelsey, averaged, uh, this is fantasy pros in the scoring system, they're traditional, Um, 12.1 points per game. Next up was George Kittle at 9.4. You go down, his value over the 12th best was Friar Muth at 5.7. Jeez. 5.7 a touchdown plus per game so you, with, with some of the running back situations you're getting a little scarcity there the, the only thing is though that there are guys who can pop up there aren't going to be tight ends that end up emerging like Isaiah likely was nice when Mark Andrews was dinged up and was kind of but there's like no one that is taking over Greg Dulcich had a, had a little bit of a of a push but no one is going to just all of a sudden show up and give you Travis Kelsey numbers, which could happen, you know, at the running back position, depending on who is where. No, so. and that's it, right? We're going to see some movement. We'll see some draft work, some changing faces. I mean, the Josh Jacobs, who's a top 10 guy, I, I actually have him at 10, but I have a giant question mark next to him. Is he playing in Las Vegas or somewhere mm-hmm. else? Yeah. Right, because we talk about his ability to break tackles, make plays, and a guy that they didn't pick up his fifth-year option has said he wants to stay in Las Vegas but might be a guy that's on the move. So let me guess. Let me just guess because I don't know your rankings. One tight end, four running backs, five wide receivers. Uh, Three running backs. Ooh, okay. Jeez. Wow. So if Jacobs makes your top 10, yeah. you just waxed poetically about Christian McCaffrey, so I'm assuming he is there. I I don't, like, if I had a draft today, I'm just workshopping who I think you, you, consists of your top 10. If I had a draft today, I seriously would consider Saquon Barkley number one. For how good he has now looked, and maybe it's just Sunday is still in my mind, is Saquon Barkley in your top 10? Yeah, he, he is up yep. there at number two. Okay, yeah. So so all right, so we got the so we got the three. I thought Austin Eckler would also be there. He's a um, guy I, I have question I mean, obviously a, a lot of receptions mm-hmm. and scored an inordinate number of touchdowns this year. I gotta sure. see him fix the run game. And that's what they're gonna try to do. 
and that's the, that's the big thing, right? You make the change in the coaching staff. You couldn't run the ball. You couldn't stop the run. So making adjustments there. Um, but I would expect more in the passing game as in the downfield passing game, if that mm. works, and maybe a little more split time at running back. I love Eckler. There's okay. no question. So he, he would still be back end of the first round. Like he'd be just beyond Jacobs there. Sure, sure. So then that would lead me to believe the wide receivers are Justin Jefferson. And you'll give us the order, but I'm giving you like the, the nominees off. The set up, sure. Chase. Cooper Cup. Still? Yeah, he's still there. Yep. Stephon Diggs? Yes, of course. Devontae Adams? No. Oh, jeez. Wow, I didn't. Do you have Tyree Kill? Tyree Kill, yes. Okay, because that's who I thought you were going to leave out. I thought Adams was going to be in, but I thought Hill. And I'm going to say um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Is he in the top 10? No, not, not yeah. quite that high. As much as I love him, I, okay. I, I can't go that far. All right. Give us your top ten then. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, so, I'm very curious. All so right. we, we got Jacobs to, Jacobs to start it. Yep. And then we come back with Tyreek Hill at number nine, perhaps a little bit late for some folks, but getting a little bit excited there. Uh, I do have, because they will make some more changes and keep throwing the ball, C.D. Lamb mm. finds his way in. I would not have guessed that. I would not have. You know what? Because historically I've not been the guy. I'm more more convinced after this season, that mm-hmm. he could be a one. Like yes. a, a true, just throw the ball up and let him go make plays. Devontae Adams is really interesting, though, because I don't, I don't, what's that quarterback situation? Who's the guy? Who's the mystery man? Is it Brady? Do they make a play? Do they get Rodgers? Is Devontae Adams even in Las Vegas Heck. when the season kicks off yeah. next year? When, when, they, when they had Jared Stidham, he didn't miss a beat. You know, now still was. Well, wing yeah. it. Wing it. Wow, what yeah. did Jared Stidham have to lose? Just throw the ball up. Uh, Cooper Cup at seven with a giant question mark. Giant question mark. Then we get to our our guy, uh, Travis Kelsey, coming in at number six. Jamar Chase at five. At four. Now I'm trying to keep track of what I'm Yeah, I had Chase at four. I had Cup Cup at six, Kelsey five, Chase four. Because Adams was at seven above Lamb. Ah, there you go. Yes. Yeah, so up at the, the top of the list, again, trying to keep track of all my my scrawlings. I've got Jefferson coming in at number four, which means I've now suddenly uh, trapped myself no, where I've forgotten somebody. No, because this is you have Jefferson at three. You have Jacobs, three. 10, Tyree Kill, nine, C.D. Lamb, eight, yes. Devontae Adams, seven, Cooper Cup, six, Travis Kelsey, five, Jamar Chase, four, Justin Jefferson, three. Barkley, two. Yep. McCaffrey at number CMC one. CMC, one. Convince myself back in. I was surprised with Lamb, and I thought that Hill would be on the outside. That's why I said St. Brown, especially with Well, ben you know Johnson how much I love that guy, too. Yes, I know you. I love my Ben Johnson. But, yes, the, the misspeak uh, on the, the fun and exciting order. But it's, it's going to be a, a weird offseason because there's so much rumored of movement. Right, yes. uh, of try, trying to determine the quarterback carousel with so many names. But if you look at the available running backs, there's just a, but, a lot of shuffling. And we had more 1,000-yard rushers this year than we've had in a while. Yeah. There's, this, is, this is what I think, though, like to, to the point of we saw movement. Like we saw Tyreek Hill change teams and go to a team that we thought he was going to have less opportunities and not do what he did in Kansas City. And that turned out to be false. 
We saw Devontae Adams leave Green Bay and go to a place, even though he was familiar with Derek Carr from their college days, there was no guarantee that he was going to match what he was going to do in Green Bay. He may not have matched it, but, I mean, you know, gosh darn. I, I mean, like, there, there was, you know, there was nothing different. Like, it was there. So, like, if you have these situations, I still think with the receivers, with these top-tier guys – that they are still going to be able to produce because I just don't think that they're going to, a team is going to put, you know, a non-competent quarterback when you have the talent of those wide receivers. Right. Go, go make your big play. Like that's, that's the thing you learn in in all of this process. And as much as folks may bemoan what the Rams did, I I think it helped to usher in a little bit of a new age in in the processing because being one of just a team making the playoffs only gets you so far as an organization. We've seen it with coaches, with GMs. It's the show me you can push over. So there's more of a, a thrust, I think for most teams to start moving into that new age of uh, how do we surround the talent that we have now? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I also find it interesting. Like you have one, two punches against Cincinnati. We just saw on Sunday night on what, what the connection of Joe Burrow and, Jamar Chase is, you know, it's nice to get T Higgins later on in the draft. Yeah. You know, like, like that's, it's a nice consolation prize, but it's not like having that connection with those two. No, you got, you got to have that, that a lister. Yeah. uh, Certainly on the board to make it all work. So that's going to put a bow on this edition of I Want Your Flex. Again, hit up Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Love to hear your feedback, and we'd love to hear your response and what you think is going to happen in the divisional playoff rounds. We'll be back with another new episode when we have the Final Four left in the NFL looking ahead to championship weekend. That comes up next week. So for Mike Harmon and our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger, I'm Dan Beyer. This has been I Want Your Flex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.